Father, we lift your name on high. And we thank you, Father God, for the joy and the privilege to partake of your table tonight. We thank you, Lord, for the strength. We thank you, Lord God, for the renewal. In Jesus' name. Well, we have been looking over the last few weeks at the three pillars. We have been looking intently at what? The three pillars. And this month is the month of God's power. The month of February is the month of God's power. And our key scripture is taken from the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8, which I believe we all know by heart now. And I'm sure without it being on the screen, we can all recount it in the NIV, not the King James. I'm dialing some numbers straight away, aren't I? You know, I, I have found that this year I've been, um, we, we, when, when Apostle, as Apostle instructed, been reading at home Psalm 121. It's been a struggle because I know, I know Psalm 121, I know it by heart in the King James. But I set myself a new task, I need to know it in the NIV. Because so that it's not just reciting it. It's just like Psalm 1. I know Psalm 1, you wake me up, I know how to say it fully in the King James. But when it comes to the NIV, I struggle a bit. But there's something unique about the NIV being a modern way of speaking. Because there's no more, I mean, you don't go around on the road saying, Thou art, thou art, thou art. Praise the Lord. So the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my in and in and unto the ends of the earth. That word, whenever we read this, I like to personalize and say, but I will receive power. Now, you know, at times we could do it in futuristic sense. The reality for us as believers is that we have already received the power. But we ask for a refreshing all the time. Now, for some of us, we are yet to experience it. Others have experienced and they have forgotten what it's like to experience. So we ask for an infilling on a regular basis. If you drive a car, you'd know that you might have been to the petrol station last week. But somehow as you carried on powering that car down the roads, something gives in it. Uh, it's kind of like the fuel runs low. Uh, I know very few people who would speak by faith and say to that petrol tank, just top yourself up. They tend to drive to either the whichever fuel station there is to do what? Top it up. To keep it running. 
So that's the sort of analogy. Now, we don't need to wait until we run low as Christians in order to get topped up. Because if you are like me, when I'm driving, I like that fuel tank to show yellow or red before I top it up. At times, it's not a good thing to do. You know, be careful with your engine. I know, but I, I sometimes kind of like, like to... I'm not saying copy me. I'm just explaining my own bad habit to you. Don't copy it. But then I go one step further. One step further is that I tell myself, this fuel in this tank will take me another X number of miles. And I want to try out to find out whether or not it would do it. Now, I have never run out of fuel. I have never. Not because it's by faith. But I know there are times when I know I've really, really gone to that limit. And there are times I tease when there are pastors in the car. I'll just say to the pastor, well, pastors, exercise your faith because this fuel must get you. (laughs) And if it's Pastor Sidney in the car, he will tell me that I'll push this car today. (laughs) Praise the Lord. We don't need to do that with our walk with the Lord. We shouldn't. But most of us tend to. That's why at times most of us remember to come to the Lord when there's a challenge or there's a crisis. Well, maybe I shouldn't use most, some of us. Some of us do not make it a habit to seek the Lord. That's why Apostle reminded us there are three pillars taken from the book of Psalms 145. And the first pillar is that we ought to call on the Lord. Call on the Lord. I, I like one thing, I don't know if you've been in Christ with Tabernacle for even if it's one month, the apostle will say, pray so that you will not have to pray. Yes. You've heard that before. Yes. It, it's similar to... <laughs> I, 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 if you, I think it was yesterday or the day before, someone said, Pastor, you are all wrapped up with the, I had the, I had this one on, I had one on for the head, because those of us that are follically challenged need to recognize, we need to recognize that there's nothing to protect it, so you make sure you put on the scarf and the hood, you know what I'm talking about. So I said, Pastor, you are, you are quite... St-. I said, yes, I need to ensure that I don't have to start using paracetamol and I don't expose myself. There's no point exposing yourself and then getting... I don't want to enrich Boots and Superdrug and, you know, and Tesco's. And I don't need to go and buy paracetamol. I don't want to go and buy the Lemsip. If I have to, it's because... I've done all I can and it still happened, maybe, you know. But I don't, you, you don't go out in the cold with a t-shirt and say that it is. As I always say to people, some of us in the homes, you want to pretend it's summer when it is winter. It's okay to put on a cardigan and a pullover in your house. It's okay. It's not only when you're going out. Keep warm. Don't always put the full thing blast on and then when it's getting too hot, you open the windows. All you've done is just to pay for money to go out of the window. British Gas will always send you their bill at the end of the month. 
So the idea for us is to keep healthy. To stay healthy. Is that you, you prevent those things from happening. It's the same way with our walk up with the Lord. Do not wait until you, are, you run low. In fact, I do know that when I, when I deprive myself of sleep for some time, I begin to get, you know, at that point, it gets very, very low. You get very, very susceptible to all sort of things. When you're tired, that's the time things, but if you are tip-top, you make sure you do the walking exercises. You make sure you keep yourself, you know, those that go to the gym on a daily basis. Make it a habit to spend time with the Lord on a daily basis as well. That's why keep it a call on the Lord. Not just when we have a need. Someone might say, well, what do I call on the Lord for? Thank Him. If all you want to do that morning is to thank the Lord, thank the Lord. You don't have to call on the Lord because you have a need. Hey, and you, if you don't have a need, you could that day actually decide you want to call on the Lord on behalf of others. Find someone who has a need and pray for that individual. Look around in the church. Just see a brother, a sister, and start to pray for the individual. Say, Lord, I don't know what sister such and such is going through, but I lift her up in prayer. I lift this brother up in prayer. That morning, make the need of someone else be your opportunity to call on the Lord. So the first pillar in this season is to call on the Lord. And the second one is to fear the Lord. And fear in this instance, as Apostle reminds us, is only reverence. You know, there's every promise in the Word of God that comes with a bit of a condition. There's conditionality. I know people always talk about salvation being free. Is it? Yes, it is. But it costs the Lord God, His only Son. Salvation is free, but it costs the Father, His Son. He hung on the tree. So salvation might seem like freedom for us, and it is freedom for us. It's come free to us. But then we have an obligation as well to Him whom much is given, we were sharing. Was it yesterday or the day before? Much more is expected. For those of us who are in the prayer session, I think it was yesterday we said, we, have now, we now in Christ with Tabernacle know too much. Okay. You now know too much. You've got no excuse. No more excuse. Because if we were locked up somewhere else where the word is not being taught, there's something I, 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 years ago we used to, we watched this, um, this uh, is this something like, like a thief in the night? How many people have heard about that video? Oh, it's a program about rapture. Like a thief in the night. I'm talking, I'm dating myself now, 25, 30 more years ago. Or the cross and the switchblade heard about that one as well it was actually when you hear about the when you watch the cross on the switchblade and you see what's happening on our streets in london today you know there's nothing new under the sun it's the same thing it was knife crime and knife violence and the lord moved through that man but like a thief in the night there was one scene in that like a thief in the night that was remarkable there was this pastor who was left behind and there was this member of the church that came to the pastor and said, But, Pastor, you, 
He told us that this thing about rapture was not, it was a storybook, it was history. Yeah, and the pastor was weeping. So she, but she was trying to accuse the pastor and say, it was your fault. Pastor, if I had not listened to you, I would have raptured. And the pastor turned around to her and said to her, it was your responsibility to find out the truth. So in Christ with Tabernacle, we know the truth. And the truth that we know has set us free. But good news, you have no excuse. Praise the Lord. We no longer have an excuse. So we need to fear the Lord. Holy reverence. That's the second pillar. And the third pillar is that we need to love the Lord. We need to love the Lord. If these three things, these three pillars, if we build our walk with the Lord around it, you have no cause, no cause, no cause to fear, no cause to be shaken. Because the Bible says, the angels of the Lord encamps around those who do what? So at times we pray for protection. But we don't need to pray for protection. At times we pray, Lord bless me financially. No, there is there are two, two, two sides to that. There's nothing wrong in praying for God's blessings financially. But I do not pray to rebuke the devourer. I know there's a condition, something I can fulfill that would ensure that the devourer comes, does not come near my pocket. What do you do? Honor the Lord with your substance. That is insurance. Praise the Lord. Insurance is to pay my tithe. And I know because God says it, He promised it, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. So there are things in Scripture. So at times we pray for protection, but usually, I think I've heard apostles, not think, I know I've heard apostles say, you you don't get onto the plane and say, Lord, protect me on this journey. (laughs) There was this account of this man of God, I believe it was Billy Graham or one of those men that, there was this story how true it is, I don't know, but there was this, apparently there was this plane that was going to, you know, there was a stormy weather, and there was this man who was drinking himself to stupor in the, you know, he was drinking, and the hostesses were saying, stop, look, the plane, put on your seatbelt, put on this, he said, ain't nothing gonna happen. He said, but the pilot has just put on emergency, ain't nothing gonna happen. And the hostess was about to throw. I said, can you see that? said, what? That man? said, who? Billy Graham? God ain't going to let this thing crash. (laughs) (laughs) So the man was getting himself drunk. But he said, there is a man of God that I know that is on this plane. You don't know what you are talking about, hostess. This thing would not crash. Now, that sounds like a joke, but it's actually, when, it's, when you think about it, when you think about it, that at times someone could be there, there are people who would run to you because they, they just, that ain't nothing going to happen. Billy Graham is on the flight. How, 
I mean, there are some of you that when you are traveling on a plane and you see, uh, you get to the airport and you see Apostle is about to board that flight, you don't pray for protection anymore. <laughs> Instantly, you just think, that, ain't nothing gonna happen. <laughs> Do you pause to ask yourself, Why? Do you ever pause to ask yourself, why? And one of the things Apostle always says to us is that God can answer us if we copy that, what He does. You don't need to run and seek shelter. Actually, we should be the ones that people look at and say, which church do you go to? When people have crisis, they need to pick up the phone and say, Sis, bro. But for us to get there, we need to stick to those three pillars. We need to become familiar with the Lord God. To the point where we, we know we would have the confidence that when we call, He would answer. And for that to happen, we need to ensure that we spend time with God I was sharing yesterday very very briefly I said there are times that you should just allow the word of God to play in the background of your house just let it play let the sermon of the man of God let it play in the background you might be doing other things but let it just play enough of I mean hey we're all guilty of this from time to time you only need to listen to they repeat the same news every 15 minutes if you've heard it once, actually if you've heard it once, apart from breaking news, which in any case, if you wait for the next 45, you'll hear the breaking news then. And some of the breaking news, there's very little you can do about it. It just keeps you kind of like glued to it. I felt very, very, I mean, this year, it's, you know, I, some people, were, maybe they were glued to the TV when there were all the debates and all the things about Brexit. But there was some confidence because I sort of knew from the beginning what was going to happen. Because we had been told in this house what was going to happen. So as a result, I was just telling people at work what was going to happen next. And they, were, they thought I was just talking. You know, you can't talk confidently. You just, just boldly. We know how this is going to happen. How do you know that? Not to worry. The Lord told us in a, what? It's okay. But they sometimes say, maybe it's guess what. No, it's not guess. But you keep doing that. You see, every time and we need to practice and we need to do this more often than we do at the moment declare what god has said concerning us in this house say it don't just hear it say it because when it happens that will be the form the means by which people will come around and ask you so how did you know that said well the lord told us They'll wait. The next time you say something the lord before you say the lord, they will ask you i i shared a, a, a while ago previous organization the the chairman we were having a debate the first time he really caught me on our words that day we were having a debate and a discussion i was very very quiet in the board meeting and he just simply said um he said tile now from a christian's perspective what do you have to say to what now that was 
I had not thought about it. He, had, he knew where I worship. He knew us. But the fact that he put me, we were, there were about 18 people around on that table. And he said, but from a Christian's perspective, what do you have to say to contribute to this? Of course, you only need to open the door. License to operate. Now that day, he didn't warn me that he was going to do that. But they really had an issue that he wanted to know what I thought. But he didn't just want to know what I thought from an academic perspective. He qualified it by saying from a Christian's perspective. Psalm 145. The Lord is near to all who call on him. To all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires or the desire of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. So he's near. If you want God to be near you, call on him. If you want him to fulfill your desires, fear him. Holy reverence. If you want him to hear your cry, fear him. If you want him to preserve your life and to preserve all that surrounds you, love him. Psalm 34 verse 9. What does that say? Fear the Lord, you is saints. For those who fear him lack nothing. Now, if I read in that correctly, it says those who fear him lack nothing. You will not have a need in your life that God cannot supply. Because he says in his word, he says, for the Lord supplies all, not some, all your need, not want. Ah, Okay. Supplies all your need. Just as I round up, I remember this account of this woman who was praying with an open window. A poor woman, she desperately needed a meal that afternoon. And she opened her window and she was praying. She was praying, the window was open. But then there were some young teenagers who were sitting and they were going by the road. And they thought, and of course these teenagers did not believe in God. And they simply said, that woman is praying again. And she was praying, Lord, provide this need this afternoon. And they wanted to play a joke on her. So they went round to the store and they bought the shopping. And then they put it by the door, pressed the bell and hid behind And the woman opened the door and said, Lord, I thank you for providing my need. And they came out from under and said, it wasn't the Lord that did it. We did it. You just pretend. He said, Lord, I thank you for even using devils to provide my meal. So the Lord met her need. 
even even men, someone who thought they were playing a prank. God moved them. Like there was that young child in Sunday school that had been taught about the children of Israel going on dry land. And the teacher in school said, But the children of Israel must have passed on shallow waters. And the child screamed and said, Wow, that was a bigger miracle than I thought. Because the teacher was trying to simply say, Look, don't, that, it's all fable, it's a lie. I mean, children of Israel passed on shallow, that's why they could wade through. He said, Well, if the law, if the, if the chariots of Pharaoh could drown in shallow waters, God was a bigger God. <laughs> so there was even, if I thought the Lord brought, so for the chariots of Pharaoh to have drowned in shallow waters, that was a bigger miracle. Let's hold fast onto that which we have heard in this house. Because we receive the victory. Receive the fullness of what God has in store for us. As we hold on to those three pillars. Let it be your watchword in this season of our, uh, of our anniversary, of our convention. This is a season where Christ, when Christ faith of Anarcho was born. And God said through the mouth of God that there's a cloud. Shower. And it's going to bring what? Blessings, refreshing, renewal. But we need to place ourselves. Don't put an umbrella to stop it. Let the rain fall on you. As we call on the Lord, as we fear Him, as we love Him. He's not a man that He should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he will change his mind. Shall we pray? Our Lord and our God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness. Thank you, Lord, because it is in you that we live, in you we move, and in you we have our being. Thank you, Lord, God, for the joy of knowing you. And tonight, Father, I declare in the name of Jesus, because it's our victory night, as many as have come into this auditorium tonight, they have one need or the other, one situation or circumstance that is causing their heart to doubt, that is causing fear to come upon them. They're causing them to, to wonder what's going to happen next. I declare that as they've heard tonight your word, that faith will rise within them. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I speak to the mind of the confused and I speak for direction and understanding in the name of Jesus. Those who are sick, whatever the diagnosis, I come against cancer, come against lung disease, come against problems with the kidney, come against every problem with arthritis, 
every blood disorder, I speak in the name of Jesus that you be made whole. We have learned during the victory night that whatever is not functioning, we declare that which we have in the name of Jesus be corrected. Father, we speak concerning every form of barrenness. In whatever shape or form. We declare in the name of Jesus that in this season, every source of barrenness be removed in the name of Jesus. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. No longer to be subject to a yoke of slavery. We declare freedom to all who have been held captive in the name of Jesus. We receive the boldness to walk in the fullness of that which you have ordained. For this is our season, Lord. This is our season, Lord. This is our season, Lord. We thank you. And Lord, we thank you for our father and our mother in the Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for their obedience to you. You have said, Father God Almighty, that you will not forget our labor of love. You have said, we should not cast away our confidence, for we have great recompense of reward, that after we have done your will, we will obtain the promise. Because they have done your will, they will obtain the promises that you have ordained in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you adoration. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many of us have our prayer request here tonight? Let's rise as we raise up that prayer request and I'll invite Pastor Josiah to pray on our prayer request and then take our, 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 our offering tonight. No, sorry, just our... Uh, yeah, I'll take victory night, day three. So, if you pray for our... Let us pray. Our God and our Father, the Most High God, in our hands are our request for the whole year. As you have commanded, we have obeyed. We ask you, Lord Almighty God, to answer everyone. Grant us all our good heart desires in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that when we gather again, there will be testimonies. Amen. Thank you, Lord, our King. You, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Can we be seated, please? Let us prepare for our tithes and offerings. If you need an envelope, just...